When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jazzcast Pros. Hello, and welcome back to High Vibe Table Talks. This is your host, Marshawn Hargrave. This episode may be a little jarring, and it may be something that is a little confronting to you. There's one phrase that I say that is confronting to most entrepreneurs, especially when I initially start working with them or talking to them, but I think it is such a foundational piece of business. If you don't sell, you don't have a business. It's a learned muscle, just like so many other topics that we talk about on this podcast. You can learn to do it in a way that's authentic to you. By the end of this episode, you will understand how sales is both a science and an art, why the outcome of your sales is the last thing you should be focusing on, and why your golden hours are like talking to your grandma, your grandpa, or Taylor Swift. If you're a woman contemplating your next move, you found the perfect podcast to empower your self-growth journey. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your high vibe desires. I'm Rashan, your high vibe curator, cheerleader, and accountability partner. As a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur who recently quit my job to follow my dreams, I understand why you may be hesitant to throw caution to the wind and take that leap. A lot of entrepreneurs get into business because they are super passionate about something. Maybe they're really good at making something. They're really good at helping people. They found a problem that they solve for themselves, and now they want to solve it for others because they know if they're struggling with it, then others are too. And so they create this beautiful, incredible, heart-focused thing that they want to put into the world. And they kind of believe that phrase, if you build it, they will come. And unfortunately, I have to tell you, that is not how business works. There is a reason why sales and marketing is a multi-billion dollar industry, It was interesting last year, there were commercials, I think it was for Doritos, but they never even said Doritos in the whole commercial. But you could see it and you knew exactly what they were selling. You walk by an Apple store and you know exactly what you're getting when you walk in there. There is a reason why sales and marketing is important and crucial. And the thing that I think scares most people about it is that you have to put yourself out there. You have to be proactive about it. You can't be passive. The good news, there's two pieces of good news on top of that, is that sales is a numbers game and it's a skill that anybody can learn. Yes, there are certain traits that people have that maybe make them more comfortable, but in the beginning, sales is comfortable for no one. Everybody who's at the top of their sales game learned and worked hard to get there and you can too. And not only that, but you can do it in a way that feels authentic and organic and not necessarily comfortable. I'm never going to say that sales is going to be comfortable for you. I would never like lie and say that because it's always going to be putting yourself out there and it's always going to be opening yourself up for rejection or you know, people coming back like, oh, that's too expensive. That's too outside of my comfort zone. I can't do that. I'm not going to get the results. And you can take it personally. And being very transparent, I have struggled with sales for my business. Um, And making the transition from going from a side hustle to going to full time, 
there has been this shift where I have I felt very confident in selling what I was selling. Now I'm selling my baby and it's been a little bit harder for me. In my two previous roles that I had, sales was a very primary focus. That was really what I spent a majority of my day doing. And I put a lot of time and effort into understanding the psychology of sales, the math of sales. And I do believe that it is a balance between the masculine energy of sales is a numbers game. And if you get your numbers right, you will sell. And the art of it being an organic, authentic relationship between two people. I want what you have to sell because I think it can make an impact on my life and I'm going to give you money in exchange for what the product or service that you're going to give me. And that can be authentic and organic. I did a lot of work on understanding the sales funnel, the process of lead generation, getting people into my funnel, what they looked like, what they sounded like, what they needed to move them through the funnel, and how to close sales. And I like the idea of thinking about it as a funnel because it starts out really broad and big, which really marketing is at the top of your sales funnel because it feeds people into it. And at the bottom is like closing in your customer base. You have to feed a lot of people into it to get the number of clients that you want out of it. And people are naturally going to fall out. And so the biggest thing with so many other things that I talk about is that mindset is so crucial. Mindset is the building block, the foundation of your sales game. Can you practice and get better at closing? Can you practice and get better at your sales script or having a conversation about your product? Absolutely. With practice. And it's also going to be messing up in front of customers. I've done that, I mean, so many times. But focusing on your mindset and your practice and your strategy is so much more important than how many times have you practiced your elevator pitch. I can talk about each piece of the funnel, both what they look like and how to move people through all day. And I can make it very generic based on what you what you are showing up to the world with. But what I really want to hone in on this episode is about the mindset. So who am I to talk about sales? For some background, when I was working for a software company, so this was a couple jobs ago, I was making about 250 cold calls a week. When I first got started, I would cold call it'd be like, okay, I'm going to cold call today because that was my primary role. And, and as a comp- as a group, we decided that that was the most effective way to get in front of people that we wanted to talk to. My territory was about 10 states. So it's not like I could just drive down Main Street and hit up six dealerships. I was, you know, kind of all over the Northeast and East Coast down into Georgia. And so cold calling was going to be the most effective use of my time. So it's like, okay, today I'm going to cold call. And I would look up a car dealership. I would find the person that I wanted to talk to, that I wanted to target, write out my script, probably go grab a cup of coffee, maybe a cup of water, call that person, get their voicemail, feel defeated, and have to start all over. I would like be like, oh, that really sucked all that time and energy. And I, all I got to do was leave a voicemail and I would start all over. I'd probably have to like walk around the office or like someone would pop in. I would have to remember to put them in my CRM, customer relationship manager, feel disheartened again, probably grab a snack, get distracted. You know, there's just all of this friction between the start and finish of my process. It's very easy with something like cold calling or just lead generation in general is very easy to talk yourself out of. When I was in this process, one of the books that I heard about was called Fanatical Prospecting. I'm actually rereading it right now, impartial to do research for this episode, but impartial just to jumpstart my sales process for my company. 
it's interesting because he talks about like the lead generation cold call aspect of it is you're interrupting someone's day. That is like the bottom line, but they can't know what you sell until you tell them and you have to get comfortable with saying, I'm going to interrupt someone's day right now and I'm going to be short and sweet and succinct and do as much, do enough research where I feel like I can speak to them and connect with them and see if I can move them forward, but I am going to be interrupting their day. So, you know, I would get through that whole process that would probably take like I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes before I started my next one. So at the end of the day, I was doing like eight cold calls a day and that was taking up my entire day. Eight calls a day, all day, five days a week. That's 40 calls a week if I was doing it all day, every day. By the end, I was doing about 250 cold calls a week and it was taking me about 12 to 15 hours a week to make 250. How did I do that? How did I go from making eight a day to I could make between 15 and 20 an hour. So I was doing two hours a day, mindset and process. The great part about that, when I say mindset and process is who has control over those two things? You do. I did. I had control over my mindset. I had control over my process. Sales was going to be a numbers game and I knew my numbers, but I had control over my mindset and my process. And I focused on that, not on the outcomes. I was so miserable cold calling all day, every day, and ending up with like eight calls a day. It was awful. While a lot of what I talk about does have a feminine energy around it, this part of it is going to have a little bit more of a masculine energy because sales are numbers. Not everyone is going to say yes. Not everyone that you put into the top of your pipeline is going to be your ideal client. Find as many no's as you can because that just means you're that much closer to your yes. I was calling car dealers all day, every day who were also called all day, every day by vendors looking to sell them something to improve their business. And that's a very intense business and not everybody's numbers is going to be the same as mine. You know, for instance, I would make 250 cold calls a week. I would talk to about 10 people, set up three to four meetings and close one to two deals. Those were my numbers. It didn't happen all in the same week. The sales cycle was typically six to 18 months. So the calls I'm making this week may not close for several months. But if I don't make that call today, that closing's not gonna get any closer. As I said, this was my sales cycle. Not every sales cycle is like this. I was dealing with a very specific product in a very specific niche of automotive industry and their document management. And not everyone's gonna be like that. You know, there are some that are more like, If a business center needs a printer and they have a contract until this day, well, now I need a new contract. And so that changes it a little bit, a service-based offering versus a product-based offering. You know, how much is it? All of those things I think are going to affect your sales cycle. But the only way that you know what that sales cycle is, is if you try to figure out the numbers. So knowing the numbers allowed me to focus and to know if I want to hit this outcome, this is the action I need to take. At first, I thought it was 100 cold calls a week. I wasn't hitting my num- my sales numbers. I upped it to 200. Wasn't quite there, upped it to 250. And that really was the golden spot for me to hit the amount of sales I wanted to hit while still balancing how often I'm really cold calling. As I said, once I honed in on my process, I was making about 15 to 20 cold calls an hour. And doing that math on the low end, it's about 16 hours a week. 
If I was getting closer to the 20 cold calls an hour, it's about 10 hours a week. So if I existed in a 40-hour work week, I was spending 10 of those cold calling. That left me 30 hours a week to do stuff that is so much more fun. Anybody who tells you that they enjoy cold calling is a liar. Set up a conversation with me and tell me that you enjoy cold calling. Cold calling is a means to an end at the end of the day. As I mentioned, if cold calling is a big aspect of your business process, I highly recommend listening to Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. I will link that in the show notes below. Another sales author I really like to listen to because he's really funny is Jeffrey Gitmer. Again, I'll put those links in the show notes below, but they really shine a light on the BS that goes on in our head when it comes to sales specifically. I mean, you think about all the work that you do outside with mindset of your body, of your business, of entrepreneurship, of all these things. And, you know, sales is just one more thing to focus on, put your energy to, and get better at. Because once you get through the mindset of it, that's when you get can get to the authenticity part of it. Once you get over it being scary and hard and all the fear words that are showing up in your brain, that's when you can get into it feeling natural and organic and authentic and like you're having a conversation. I think all sales discussions, are you having a conversation? That's what I like to tell myself and that's the energy that I go into sales calls with because again, that's something I can control. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today. Are you ready to put your dreams on the front burner? Come take a seat at the High Vibe Masterminds. A Harvard study shows that you are 95% more likely to achieve your goals when surrounded by others going after their goals. In one hour a week, you'll see real transformation through support, accountability, and inspiration. Learn more at highvibecowork.com. And remember, big dreams and small steps can transform your life. The other mindset thing that I want to talk about is around putting your content out there, putting your stuff on Instagram, putting your products on your website, putting your products on Etsy, putting your content on TikTok, that's not selling. And I'm sorry to say that because people put a lot of time and effort into like this really highly curated Etsy shop or Instagram posts and reels and all these things that are going to grow their sales. Those activities are passive. Sales is not passive. Sales is active. It is actively putting your thing in front of people. It's actively telling people about who you are and how you serve the world and how like they may be a perfect buyer or they may know the perfect buyer. My dad says in business, there's three things that you need to survive in business and it's cash, cash, and cash. And if you run out of any of those three, then you're in for it a little bit. So brushing sales under the rug isn't going to magically make your business just flourish. As I mentioned, there's a lot of parts of sales that are never going to feel completely comfortable. When I first started meditating, it was really hard for me. My brain was all over the place. I could do it for like maybe five minutes and that those five minutes were awful. Like there were rarely 
five seconds where there wasn't something going around in my brain. But I practice and I got better and it's still not like totally natural all the time. And there's still a process I have to get into to get in the zone. There's a lot of like what I like to call sludge around selling, especially like lead generation and those like cold reach outs. One of the things when you think back to my process initially is I was like, okay, so I would like find a person, I would like Google, find a person, come up with a script, think about what I wanted to say, hem and haw. All of that is fear and friction in your brain stopping you from doing what you know you need to do. So when I was getting to 15 to 20 cold calls an hour in the off time, like the non-golden hours, like the golden hours are when you're like hyper-focused on cold outreach, lead generation, sales-focused activities. The non-golden hours are when you can like curate a list and put stuff in the CRM and the like much more monotonous, not hyper-focused activity. And so when I was doing 15 to 20 an hour, I would do an hour. So I had my list of 20 people and... I could go down the list and dial, ask for them, talk to them, ask them a couple questions, try to get them into a um, like initial call or leave them a voicemail and check whether I left them a voicemail or spoke to them. You know, any detail, like small details can be written out. Then I was on to the next person. I wasn't transmitting any of the information to my CRM. I wasn't like telling my neighbor about it. I wasn't like sending them a follow-up email. All of that could be done in like non-golden hours. Right now, it's about the tactical activity. On to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. And then after the hour, I go, okay. So there's a couple things, like when you think about atomic habits, these are just habits that you get into. And so there are a couple things that you can do to create around it. Like first I said is creating a list and just checking it off. The momentum is gonna be your best friend when it comes to sales because you will get rejected. Your brain will tell you not to do it. You will hear like, don't call me again. Where did you get my information? Take me off your list. You're gonna hear those things. And so the momentum and the process is what's going to keep you in it when stuff like that inevitably happens. In baseball, if you are successful three times out of 10, you're literally a Hall of Famer. When you start exercising or lifting weights, you want to get to failure. You want to get to the point where you can't lift that weight anymore. When you're first learning or you're running or expanding how much you're running, you're sprinting, you're getting to the point where you literally like can't run anymore. You're at failure. You may fail certain weights many times before you succeed. The reason the sales funnel, like I said, is in the shape of a funnel is because you put a lot of people in there and they're naturally going to fall out. When I talk about entrepreneurship, I talk about it being filled with failure and rejection and this is part of it. And you're going to lose deals. You're going to, people are going to say no. You're going to feel like, oh, they're just, they're going to sign. They're going to buy it. They're going to do it. And then they ghost you. It's part of the process. I wish it weren't. (laughs) And so getting back to like your process, one of the things that is also really helpful is like for me is finding ways to see my progress in front of me. I have to get 20 done. I can see my check marks. I would also have like a jar of 20 marbles or stones and I would dump them on my desk. And every time I made a call, I put one in there. And it's like slow but steady progress. And it's something like tactile that I and tangible I can see and I can do with my hands as I'm making progress. Again, because that is the process, it's not the outcome. I can only focus on my process. I can't focus on the outcome. I got to the point where I did it enough. I mean, if you think about it, I was making 250 cold calls a week 
which is a thousand cold calls a month for years, for years. I made thousands, tens of thousands of cold calls. And when I put pressure on myself right now, like I can't sell for my business and I like get into that like scarcity panic mode with it. Have I made a thousand calls for high vibe yet? No. Well, guess what? I'm on my journey of finding out exactly what works, exactly where my ideal client lives, exactly how I can speak to them the way they want to hear how I can help them. And so my little like mindset switch is like, I'm on my way. I'm finding more yeses. I've I'm hearing no's, but I'm so much closer to my yeses. And again, that's a slight mindset shift. So getting a process, being able to knock it out, the process of actually like checking it off. I mean, everyone loves a good to-do list, a good checklist, and then a reward. Like once that timer goes off, once that hour's done, I'm done. Like sometimes my reward is like scrolling on TikTok for 20 minutes so I could just like zone out because like that was intense. Um, Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's grabbing a smoothie. Maybe it's something that feels like, okay, you can rest now. You can be, you did it. And one of the really nice things about finding that process is like I said, is I was doing it for like eight hours and I would do eight a day. And the nice thing about when I really honed into my process is, let's say I had to go to my daughter's school because they're doing something for the holidays and I needed to miss like that golden hour for that day. I have 30 hours that I can move it into. It's not like me leaving for half a day is like, oh my God, I'm missing out on all that time. It's like, no, I'm just sliding this hour over here. It's all right. I'll make it up. But I had to commit to myself. This is what I want. I know this is what I have to do. So this is what I'm going to do. So normally from 11 to 12 is when I'm like kind of doing whatever, entering stuff into my CRM. It's not a golden hour, but tomorrow it has to be. And tomorrow I'm going to do it because I get so excited that I get to spend this time here doing something more exciting. I still have to show up. I still have to show up to that other hour. So that is kind of the more masculine energy around it. Finding your process working on your mindset, knowing your numbers, your CRM is so tedious. It's another thing that like nobody enjoys doing. I shouldn't say nobody because there's something for everybody. There are very few salespeople who enjoy like being out on the front lines and selling and enjoy like data entry in their CRM. I talked to this person on this day. This is what was said. This is the next callback time. It's not enjoyable. But it is so crucial because the fortune is in the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up and you can only keep track of your follow-up if you track your data. I only knew that 100 cold calls a week, which I thought was like, I'm making a hundred. I literally, I was going to the head of marketing being like, I'm making 100 cold calls a week. And he's like, and are you hitting your numbers? No. Then 100's not it. Try 150 see what happens. And he pushed me, but I could only know what those were if I was really tracking it. Because in our brain, we will tell ourselves, oh my, I'm making so many calls. Well, how many did you really make? Because you can't fix anything if you don't know your numbers. So again, that's the more masculine energy about it. And the more feminine energy is before each of those like golden hour cold calling times is focus on your why. Who do you serve? Really sit in the mindset of I'm going to find somebody today, whether you do or not, but sitting in the headspace of I'm going to find somebody today to serve. Like I love serving my clients. I love when they have breakthroughs. I love seeing them and their businesses grow and flourish and them hitting their stride 
in alignment. And that's what I sit in before I go on those cold calling hours because that's my why. That's like the end of why I'm doing this. I'm not cold calling because I enjoy cold calling. I'm I'm cold calling because I love serving my ideal clients and this is a way for me to find my ideal client. So that's a little bit more of a feminine way to like get in that zone. And one last thing that I will say about golden hours is if you are serious about selling and really honing in on your sales skills and your sales numbers, those golden hours are sacred. Think about someone like really important in your life or your business, whether it's a mentor or like someone you aspire to be like, or your favorite podcast host, or like maybe it's like your grandma or grandpa that like you don't speak to, you don't see very often. Um, Maybe it's like your best friend who lives across the country and they were flying in for one hour and you got to talk to them. Would you let just anybody like come in and take that time from you? Let's say you got to talk to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is coming to your work and you got one hour to ask her about anything you wanted. And someone came in with their cup of coffee standing in your office door, just chit-chatting away. Would you be like, keep it coming? I know I have Taylor Swift waiting, but like, it's fine. This is fine. You would not do that. I need you to protect those hours like that. Like Taylor Swift or your best friend from across the country, or your grandma or grandpa are there to talk to you. Because it is so easy. It's so easy to like brush them under the rug and let them go. But they're so important. They are so vital. So put them in your calendar, block them out, and don't let anybody interrupt. I switch them sometimes if I'm like going to my daughter's work or something. Like something comes up and I know I can move them to another um, time. But When I talk about the mental sludge of getting into lead generation cold calling, when someone takes you out of it, it's so hard to get back in. So when I say protect it, like once you're in, put your phone away. Don't let people distract you. That is the most important thing because it really is. It is the lifeblood of your business. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality, and it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer, and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JAZZYCAST to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. The link is in the show notes. So what have I told you here today? Sales is the dance between science and art, the science of figuring out your numbers and what they are and how to make it work and the art of making it feel organic, authentic, and fun. Sales can be fun. I swear, I promise it can be fun. Figure out your mindset and your process because you have control over those. You don't have control over the outcome. And pretend you're a baseball player. Three out of 10 times it works. You're literally a Hall of Famer. And when the Hall of Famer started, they were going like, oh, for 100. But they practiced and practiced and practiced and did the work and put in the time, used those muscles. And that's how they got to be a Hall of Famer. It didn't happen overnight. Even if they did naturally have like athletic inclination to hit a baseball, they still put in the time. They didn't just show up to games and say, I'm here. Derek Jeter wasn't like showing up to 162 games and then the rest of the time he was out like dilly-dallying. No, he was putting in the time and the work. You have control over your mindset. You have control over your process. And so focus in on those. 
If you want to talk any more in depth about sales, about your funnel, about how this can help, send me a message. Send the word funnel to me on Instagram or on LinkedIn or send me an email. Send the word funnel, F-U-N-N-E-L, and I will send you. I have a little workbook um, that I go through with people around the sales funnel, understanding what each piece of it means and how you can create activities in each piece of the funnel, regardless of what you show up to the world with. Again, send the word funnel and I'll get that over to you. I like talking about sales because I think that we need to shine a bigger light on it because as I said, it is the lifeblood to your business. If you did enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks and we will see you all next week because it's high time you go after your high vibe.